Robert Sapp here. Welcome to Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Today the scripture is taken from Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he was glorified. Note that verse 28 does not say that all things work together for the pleasant. All things are going to be swell, great, wonderful. No, it says all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, as a Christian, you may be going through some hard times. You may be going through some some trials and tribulation, and you're sitting there going, why or how does this work for my good? Well, I'll be able to answer that question with, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work for your good. I just know that the Scripture promises me that it will, no matter what the situation, if I allow God to pull me to do me to do what he needs to do with me i know that it'll work to the good everything that i'm going through because you see he either caused it or he allowed it he doesn't send the bad things only the good things but he allows sometimes the things to come that the trials the tribulation he he allows this to come to us why to strengthen us to get us back where we need to be for any number of reasons, he will allow certain things to come our way. But know that the things that are coming our way did not take God by surprise. He's not sitting there on the heaven's throne, running his fingers through his hair, popping volumes, going, oh my gosh, I just did not see that coming. No, he knows everything that's about to happen to us. But we need to look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. And once we start looking to Him for everything, it gets easier to trust Him for anything. We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. His purpose in your life is to be His child. His purpose in your life is for you to witness and to tell others about what has happened. You know, when you get to be, when you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, something's caught your attention, you know, something brought you two together, you're willing and able and you're going to talk about that guy or that girl or you're going to talk about that person with every breath you take. People's going to get tired of hearing about it. There was a young lady at our church, now she is much younger, and we're not boyfriend-girlfriend, but I'd, I'd done some, I'd helped her out a little bit. And her parents looked at me one day and said, you know, I'm getting tired of hearing Robert's stories. It's Robert this, and Robert said that, and Robert said this. It wasn't that, you know, again, she wasn't my girlfriend. She was younger than my daughter. But she was telling people what I had done for her. When God does something for us, do we tell God what, or do we tell others what God has done for us? Or are we quiet because we don't want to sound like we're crazy? Years ago, there's a young lady standing in a microwave in a cafeteria where I was also eating lunch. 
God told me to get up and speak to that young lady, and he gave me a specific message for her. I, honestly, I, I felt like that, you know, this girl's going to think I'm crazy. But I went, stood by the microwave, and said, excuse me, miss, you and I don't know each other. But God wanted me to tell you something. God wanted me to tell you that you are not alone. I did not know what she was going through. Did not have a clue. She looked at me and she said, God told you to tell me that. I said, yes, ma'am. I know it sounds crazy, but God told me to tell you you're not alone. That he's there if you'll turn to him. I found out later she was in an abusive relationship. But she was not alone. God knew. God was willing to send a complete and total stranger to that woman to tell her that, you know, I'm there. All you got to do is turn to me. All things work together for the good. Now, I'm not saying the abuse was what worked together for the good. I'm saying that because of the abuse, God used a complete stranger to deliver a message to this young lady that told her that he was there, he saw it. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. And in Genesis, we're told that God formed man in his image, in his own likeness formed he them. We're conformed. We are made for a purpose. What that purpose is, you have to figure it out for yourself. I don't know it. I know what my purpose is because I've asked God. And you know, even sometimes after that, I still question, God, is this truly what you want me to do? But you got to understand that God will answer in His time and in His way. And you never know how He's going to answer and you never know how He's going to respond. But understand that He will. He never says, eh, maybe. He may tell you to wait. He may tell you yes. He may tell you no. But he never says, eh, maybe. We are conformed to his image if we are following him. And all of the trials and the tribulations are getting us more and more like him because, you know, he, he had trials and tribulation himself while he was here, fully man, fully God. He had trials and tribulations. What makes us think that we shouldn't? But getting back to the analogy of the, the girlfriend, boyfriend, telling everybody about them. Do you love God? If you do, why aren't you telling more people about Him? Why don't people think you're crazy because you're talking about God all the time? Instead, we're crazy because we're talking about the little boy or the little girl or our wives or our husband or whatever. Why don't people think we're crazy for talking about God? Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called, and whom he then he also justified, and whom he justified them, he also glorified. We're justified through faith. Through our faith in him, the cross, the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, we are not good enough. None of us are. We can't make it on our own. But through him, what he did for us on the cross of Calvary, we can make it. And one of these days, we're going to be glorified.
We're going to be taken up into heaven where nothing will ever hurt us or harm us or make us sad again. One of these days. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There is more for us than they are against us. The city of Dothan and the and the serpent, serpent, the servant, excuse me. And he walks out, and the enemy had surrounded the city. And his master said, "Oh, master, what shall we do?" And the servant looked up. The prophet looked up and said, "Open up his eyes of understanding, his spiritual eyes, Lord." And the servant, serpents, the servant, excuse me. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word. The servant's eyes was opened. And he not only saw the enemy surrounding the city, but he saw God's army surrounding the enemy. There's more for us than they are against us. We see this time and time and time again throughout the scriptures where the angels come, the angels reveal themselves, the angels deliver, the angels help. We still have those guardian angels this day. But we shouldn't worship the guardian angels. We should only worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. Except ourself. No, no problem. No situation, cancer, sickness, financial problems, bankruptcy, none of that. Divorce, none of that. Death, none of that can separate us from God's love. But we can walk away from God's love. We ourselves have that option. That's called our free will. And I take you to Revelation chapter 22, and it says, For anyone who takes anything away from this book, your name shall be stricken from the Lamb's book of life. Well, if your name is in the Lamb's book of life, it has to be in the book of life for it to be taken out of the book of life. And if your name is in the Lamb's book of life, then you, have, you are on your way to heaven. So if your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, you are not on your way to heaven. So there is apparently something that can happen to get our name out of the Lamb's Book of Life, and that is because we take it out. We step away from God. We walk away. Not God turning loose of us, but we walk away. No one can snatch us from God's power, 
but we can release ourselves from God's power. And so many people do. And that's the sad part. So many people do. So I'm here to encourage you, though. You have a purpose, and that's to teach, preach. You may not be called to a ministry. You may not be called to a pulpit or a position in church, but we're all called to minister and to witness. And understand that those trials and those tribulations that we're facing, if we allow God to, they, that He can work through those for our good. They tell me that a, a butterfly emerging from its cocoon has to struggle, has to really work hard to get out of that cocoon. And if you reach down and break open that cocoon before it's time, the butterfly will never be able to fly because its wings hasn't built up the strength to pick it up off of the earth. Sometimes the trials and the tribulations are there for us to strengthen our wings so that we can lift up. So yes, we all have problems. We all have storms. We all have situations. But know that God's there with you. You do not walk alone. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most kind, gracious, heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our lives, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to read, to study your word together. God, we ask that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, that you'll lift up those that listen now or into the future, God. We ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name that, that Lord, their needs will be met. Their prayers will be answered. And, Lord, that your will will be done. Lord, just give us strength in your will. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to leave you with number 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This peace that passeth all understanding is what I pray for each of the listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening in the past. If you're new here, tune into some of the other podcasts. If you're looking at trinitywordministry.com, then go at the bottom of the page and subscribe to that page, and you'll know when the new podcasts are put out. Until we talk again, take care of each other. Have a great day.